Uh, I want to preface reading by saying this. Um, you all remember the story of Joseph in the Bible and how that Joseph was a large, maybe I should say large, type of Christ. I mean, uh, he really... Uh, there's so much about Joseph that's like Christ. And let me, just, let me just give you a few of those things before we read the passage, all right? First of all, uh, J- Joseph had his father's special love. Amen? I mean, his father loved him and with a special kind of love. Same with the Lord Jesus Christ. There was a divine exaltation in Joseph's life. Nobody but God could have exalted him from where he came from to where he wound up being. Uh, Then he was mocked by his brethren. We know that. Well, Jesus was mocked by his brethren. He was sold for silver. Joseph sold for, what, 20 pieces of silver, and and, uh, Jesus sold for 30 pieces of silver. Uh, He was stripped of his robe. Remember that that coat that, that... of many colors that Joseph had was a special coat. Well, that that robe that was on Jesus that they gambled for was a special, a special garment. Uh, it said it was woven through without. Um, he was delivered up to the Gentiles. He was falsely accused. So was Jesus. He's faithful through temptation. Amen. I mean. Uh, Potiphar's wife and everything else that happened, but yet he was faithful through that temptation. So was the Lord Jesus. The devil came to him and, 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 and brought all that against him, but yet he was faithful. He was thrown into prison. We know Jesus was thrown into prison also. He stood before rulers. So did Jesus. His power was acknowledged. Everybody acknowledged Joseph's power. that He, he was second in command. In the greatest kingdom in the world at the time. Uh, and then he eventually saved his brethren. Same's going to be true with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, God's, listen, don't, don't listen to this crowd out here. There's, there's some doctrine going around in independent Baptists that's blowing my mind that anybody's that ignorant, but they are. And they're talking about how we have, they're, they're putting something that the Catholic Church has been teaching for years, putting it in the Baptist Church, and it ain't right. This replacement theology stuff. That we have replaced Israel. No, we have not. That's plain and understandable. If you can read the book of Romans, then you can understand that surely. But but they're boasting against the branches, as, as Paul talked about. But but here's what's going on. Uh, Jesus there. Uh, see, we're we're uh, we're we're Gentiles. We're we're not part, we're, we're, well, we're Gentile church. We're not just Gentiles. Jew and Gentile makes up the church. But, but they're out there trying to say that, uh, that we're Jews. We are the Jews. Now, no, we're not. We're not. And that's going around, and uh, it's, getting, uh, it's getting pretty bad. But uh, one of these days, he's going to save Israel. And he's putting them back in the land. If you'll study uh, Ezekiel 37... They, they were there. They were still dead spiritually, but they were there. 
And then he started breathing life into them. Same way now, they're going back to the land. They're going back to the land. And he's not, they're still in unbelief. But one of these days, when they realize, when that, that's just going to take the tribulation to get their attention. By halfway through, it's going to get their attention. Amen. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. He eventually saves his brethren. His ex, he was exalted after his humiliation. Amen. I mean, think about how far Joseph came from that, from that hole in the ground that they threw him in and took that coat of his and sprinkled blood on it and sent it back to his daddy and then sold him to the Midianites. And think about where, how that he got to where he was at in that second position uh, under Pharaoh. Think about all that. But think about the Lord Jesus Christ. Talking about being humiliated. Nobody's been humiliated more than the Lord Jesus Christ was. But there'll never be anybody exalted more than Him because He's seated at the right hand of the Father. Amen. But He embraced God's purpose through the hurt. Think about that. In Joseph, you never see Joseph accusing God. He never did accuse God. He just kept on plugging along. Just kept on plugging along. Boy, we could learn a lot from that, couldn't we? And Jesus did the same. He embraced the purpose. Of, when that cup was passed before Him, He said, Father, let this cup pass for me. Nevertheless, not my will, but Thy will be done. Now, He welcomed, he welcomed Gentiles. Amen. He welcomed them. And so does the Lord Jesus. He gives bread to the hungry. Amen. Joseph gave bread to the hungry. And so does the Lord Jesus. Amen. And, and by the way, everyone must bow before Him. Everybody bowed before Joseph. Boy, every knee shall bow. And all, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord one of these days. But anyway, said all that. To say this, all of, Joseph is a type of Christ all through here. I was reading through Genesis 49 the other day. And we know Genesis 49 is when Jacob calls his sons together and he tells them what's going to befall them in the last days, according to verse 1. He's, he's, he's telling them what's going to... And matter of fact, you can study, you can study these, these tribes from here on out and it, every bit, everything he says plays out. In the, even in the tribe, not just the person, but the tribe, all the way through the Word of God, it happens. There's two men that, that, that he spends more time with. There's five verses uh, on two different men, more time spent on them. Judah, there's five verses spent on Judah. And the first mention of the word scepter in the Bible is talking about Judah. And that scepter is what the king Held. Amen. And Judah is the, is the line that Jesus came from. Amen. I said line and he's a line. Amen. He's a L-I, it's, it's of the L-I-N-E, but he's also the L-I-O-N of the tribe of Judah. Amen. And, uh, but, but we know that. And, and there's a lot about Judah. There's five verses about Judah. And he talks about Shiloh, peace coming. And Jesus is going to be all that. But there's five verses about Joseph. Well, we know number five stands for grace, amen. So, uh, so we're getting double grace here just in these two men. The, the line that he came from and the man who was the type of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And the Lord spoke to me the other day, I was reading this. The Lord spoke to me and said, if Joseph is a type in all those other verses before this, he's a type in these verses. And I've been studying in these verses, and uh, I want to read them to you. Begin in verse 22. <clears throat> Begin in verse 22 of Genesis 49. <clears throat> Jacob speaking to Joseph and about Joseph. He says this, Joseph is at a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough by a well, whose branches run over the wall. The archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him. His bow abode in strength. Let me just, let me just comment as I go down through these other verses, because I'm going to go back to verse 22 and, and deal with that today, but let me just comment on these others as I'm going through here. I, I, I've got other messages I'm preaching out of these verses, so I just want to make a few little notes here, and then I'm going to get into the verse 22. But verse 23 says the archers. That word archers... Uh, you see, who was who was shooting at Joseph? His brethren. His brethren done everything they could against him. The twelve tribes, if you want to say, well, guess how many times the word archers in your King James Bible? Twelve times. You can't. You can't. You can't. This book so so real and so right. And this book so perfect. You can't, man. You can't. You can't. No way in the world that, that, that a group of translators could have just decided, well, we're just going to put this in there so many times and we're going to put this in there so many This This thing's so far beyond all that. It's so far beyond all that. The archers have surely greeted him and shot at him and hated him. <clears throat> and, and then he said, but his bow, his bow abode in strength. His bow. It didn't say his arrows. When the Lord Jesus Christ came the first time, He came without uh, uh, anything to... Well, He had the... Let me say it this way. He had the power to fight back. You remember in the garden when they come to get Him? What did He say? He said, don't you know i got all these angels that could just come and, and, and destroy this place? He said, but this is your hour in the power of darkness. This is your hour. So... He could have, and, 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 and hey, He could have come down from the cross. And they were telling Him to, but He wouldn't do it. He had the power to destroy the whole crowd. Well, when, when Satan came to tempt Him, He could have put Him in hell then. But His bow, it speaks of His strength, but yet His restraint. Amen. His bow abode in strength. They done all these things to him. They shot him, but he didn't shoot back. Peter said when he was reviled, he reviled not again. Amen. All right. Well, he said his bow abode in strength. The arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From thence is the shepherd. By the way, in these parentheses is both comings right here. First coming and second coming. From thence is the shepherd. <laughs> When he came the first time, he came as a shepherd. He was like that that shepherd that went out and left the 99 to find that one uh, lost in the fold. And he came to be that shepherd. But then he says, the stone of Israel. Daniel said, Daniel said he's coming back and said he's going to be that stone that came to break down the kingdoms of the world. Amen. 
I mean, uh, Daniel chapter 2 tells us all about that. Uh, but First Peter said he's a precious stone. He's a disallowed stone. That He's the headstone, the stumbling stone, a rock of offense, and a tried stone. And there's a whole lot you could say about him being the stone. But next time he comes, he's coming to smash next time. Amen. He's not coming as a shepherd next time. And there's both, both advents in, in that little parenthesis. Even by the God of thy Father who shall help thee, and by the Almighty who shall bless thee with blessings of heaven above. Blessings, something came down. Amen. Blessings of the deep that lieth under, something came up. What, what happened in Joseph's time? Rain came down. And those, and those seeds came up. And those crops, he was able to sustain them for those 14 years for what happened in seven. The blessings. And then he got talking about his children. Uh, what came forth? There was blessings of the breast and of the womb. He had children that came forth. Same with the Lord Jesus. Blessings came down. He was the blessings that came down. And by the way, he was the blessings that came up. Amen. He came up on that third uh, day. And then Amen. blessings of the breast and the womb. Hey, he's been having children ever since. He's been, he's been children's being born to him all over this world today. This is Sunday. And people are meeting together in churches all over this world. That people are being saved and becoming children of God. Amen. Blessings of thy father have prevailed above the blessings of my progenitors under the utmost bound of the everlasting hill. He said, he, he said uh, uh, Joseph's blessings are even better than, than Jacob's blessings, that better than, than Isaac's blessings, that even better than Abraham's blessings. That's what he's saying. Well, it's the same with the Lord Jesus Christ, ain't it? He came from that lineage, but what about the blessings that come from him? And then he talks about they shall be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him that was separate from his brother. That crest first mentioned the word crown in your King James Bible. That crown. It was on a type of the Lord Jesus Christ, that crown. Amen. And he was separate from his brethren. Amen. Well, I want to go back to verse 22. Verse 22, when I was looking at it, I was thinking, Now, Lord, what in the world? What in the world? <laughs> Joseph is a fruitful bow. Even a fruitful bough by a whale whose branches run over the wall. What in the world is that talking about? So I, I begin to study a little bit and, and, and look and try to find and, and, and none of the commentators say anything. <laughs> you never notice that, that you, you look in these commentaries, the, the problems that I, the verses I'm having problems with that I need something from, evidently they're having the same problems. They can't find nothing on it either. Amen. Yeah. That's just the way it goes. You, you, you can't find them. That, uh, every now and then you'll find one that actually got something. But anyway, uh, I, find, I had to find a preacher that had preached on this before. I, I called Brother... Uh, I, knew, I knew Brother Brian McBride had, had studied in, uh, for years. He's been studying into these, into these different uh, tribes of Israel. And, and I talked to him and he, he put me on to something. He put me on to somebody had something on him. But anyway, I want to deal with this today... <clears throat> Uh, this verse, verse 22, about Joseph being a fruitful bough. A fruitful bough. Well, uh, first of all, there's a wall that's unscaled. And by the way, we're going to, I want you, if you will, go ahead and turn over to the book of John, chapter number 4. I'm going to be referring over there some too. So put your finger in John chapter 4. We're going to go there too. But, Joseph is a fruitful bough. What's that mean? A fruitful bough is a, 
that's a, brain, a, a, a large branch of a tree that's got, all, got a lot of foliage on it and a lot of fruit on it. Remember what he said about the one that's planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Brother Guy Lee told me years ago, he said that's a, a, a fruit, a, a unfaded foliage and uh, unfailing fruit. Amen. Unfaded foliage and unfailing fruit. But but that's the way it is. He's he's a, he's a fruitful bough. He, he's a large branch that that produces a lot of fruit, and he's and he said he's. Even a fruitful bough by a whale whose branches run over a wall. Go with me over here to Genesis or Genesis, to John chapter four, and let's look at something right here. John chapter four, the Bible said that Jesus, verse three, that he left Judea and departed again into Galilee, and he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called. Sychar, near, notice this, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. So we was reading about Jacob, and we was reading about Joseph. Alright? Now, Jacob's well was there. So we got Joseph in the story, Jacob in the story, Jacob's well is in the story. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were going away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria to him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? The Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. There's your wall. There's your wall. There's a wall there. She said, y'all don't have anything to do with us. Y'all remember how the Samaritans came into being? When, when the children of Israel had went forth into captivity, and when they started coming back, uh, some of those tribes that had been carried off into the Syrian captivity, when they started coming back in, they had mingled and mixed and and, and, and mingled in with the Assyrians, they'd mingled and mixed in with the Babylonians and, and all this, and, 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 and there was some of those, some of those half Jews we're coming back and part Jew and this, that, and the other. When they started coming back, the rest of the Jews said, you all wait just a minute. We're going to give you some a place, place up yonder. You stay up there. We'll stay down here and everything will be all right. We know you got some Jewish blood, so here you go. Here's your, some land, but you just stay up there and everything will be okay. There's a wall. There's some Gentile blood there. We, we can't have it. And listen, even God set up they, they were even even you get. I'm teaching the book of Matthew right now. Even in the book of Matthew, when Jesus sent his disciples out to begin with, he told them. He said, "Don't go in the way of the Gentiles." And when that oh, I'm getting ahead of myself here, boy. I could I could jump ahead right here. It'd be so easy. I'm having to pull back. All right, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to give you a little bit of time here. I can't give you the whole the whole load. All right, just a little at a time. But think about it. Those Samaritans. She said. The Jews have no dealings with them. See, it was a racial wall. Verse 9. He said, Thou being a Jew. She said, Thou being a Jew. 
asked this drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria. There was a racial wall there. There was some Gentile blood on one side of that wall, but there was a full-blooded Jew on the other one. And that was something that was set up there. It was a racial wall that God had set up. Then there was a religious wall. Look at verse number 20. Go on over to verse 20. Let's just jump on over there and let me show you something. So they're, they're talking here. And she'd perceived he was a prophet. But verse 20, she said, Our fathers worshipped in this mountain. And ye say that in Jerusalem that is the place where men ought to worship. See, the Jew, the Jew had, had everything. They, they, they had the temple. They had uh, the glory of God. They had all of that. They had, they had all the, the, uh, the things they needed to worship God there. It was a religious wall. They were worshiping the best they could, so to speak, up there because the Jews had no dealings with them. And they didn't have any dealings with the Jews. Um, but it was, it was a religious wall. But then it was a redemptive wall. Look at verse 22. Jesus said, you worship, you know not what. We know that we worship what we worship. We know what we worship. For salvation is of the Jews. Now where do we get our Bible from? We got our Bible from the Jew. Where do we get our Savior from? We got our Savior from the Jew. That's why I've really got a big problem with these people that are anti-Jew. Amen. Amen. i got a problem with them. Yeah. I mean a big problem. That's, uh, you know, that's, that's, that ranks right up there with this King James Bible. I, you know, I can have... I can have fellowship with people about things, but that King, I ain't changing on that. Amen. Amen. And I ain't changing on that thing about the Jews either. Amen. And I'm not going. I'm not going to hang around crowds cussing the Jews. Amen. I ain't going to hang around them. I'm not going to be around them uh, because. But listen, it's a redemption. Where did salvation that come from? It came through them. Who was the first apostles? They were all Jews. That even the apostle of the Gentiles that was a Jew. <laughs> Why do I would we boast against the branches? Amen. But listen, our, think about think just just think back. Our forefathers, our our, our uh, Gentile forefathers. What did they know? They didn't have the Bible. They didn't have, look, look here. They, they, they knew, well, we ate some fruit and got kicked out of the garden. We, we, we got to living pretty wicked and got drowned in a flood. And then we tried to get to heaven without God that, and God scattered us. That's what our Gentile forefathers had going for them. It's about all they had to go, to go on. And, and, and these, these Samaritans that were part Jew, they, they knew a little more than maybe than, than a lot of our forefathers. Listen, our for, we, can, we can't brag a whole lot. You go back to England and what our forefathers were, they over there bound down to some stump somewhere or another that, uh, where they'd carved in, in, in the side of a tree or something that were worshiping nature and all these other things that the Druids and all that crowd were doing some wicked stuff that even some of them were cannibals to some extent. And uh, but we so we have no reason to brag. You know we're, we're we came from England, so we we're special. Well, our forefathers wasn't much. Hey man, they wasn't much. So the gospel got there, they wasn't nothing. Hey man, 
and the gospel come from the Jew. <laughs> They're the ones uh, that had the Bible. That they're the ones that had the priests. That they were the ones that had the sacrifice. That they were the ones that had the offerings and the covenants that, and all of that. They didn't have. We didn't have that. We didn't have that. There was a wall that was unscaled. There was no way to get over that wall if you was on the wrong side. But number two, there was a well that was unused. Look at verse 13 and 14 of chapter 4 of John. Jesus answered her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. Talking about Jacob's well. That water, you'll thirst again if you, if you drink of that. Whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him at a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Boy, now ain't that something. Think about the water in this well. It was eternal water. Eternal water. Now, I, I can drink this right here, and this looks like good water. Purified water, ice river. Come out of somebody's spigot somewhere, probably. But No, I'm just joking. That's the way they do a lot of that stuff. Purified, yeah. Run over three rocks. They say if it runs over so many rocks, you know, it'll be pure. So, But anyway, I'm trying to throw that away and it won't throw away. Uh, it's an eternal well. But then number two, it's an internal well. He said it'll be in him. In him. Well, you see, she she didn't know what in the world he's talking about. That about water that never that you'll never get if you drink of it, you'll never get thirsty. And she ain't never heard about a well being on the inside. Amen. I mean, this is something totally new to her. And boy, she she gets to thinking about that well that was unused. I mean, she'd never tapped into that before. And she, what'd she say? Give me this water. She said, give me this water. This is what I want. Verse 15, the woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Well, Jesus wasn't done. Jesus wasn't done. I mean, most, most, a lot of, a lot of Baptists that I know that are some of this one, two, three crowd, uh, they would say, okay, you're ready. Uh, pray this prayer, you'll be okay. <clears throat> it's not what Jesus did. <laughs> Jesus put his finger on some sin. He said, uh, Thou hast well said, I, I have no he, he told her, Bring her husband. She said, Thou hast well said, I have no husband, for thou hast had five. And, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband, in, in that saidst thou truly. Said you're living with somebody just because you're living with them don't mean they're your husband. Can I get a witness on that? And uh, and she said, but he said, but you've had five husbands before now. And uh, she said, I perceive you're a prophet. Boy, she got to she got she got interested in the well and the water that he had. Amen. This this thing was unused. But number three, there was a branch that's unreached. See, she didn't know how to get it. She didn't know how to get this water. She said, uh, give me this water because I keep having to come here to get water. I keep having to come here. See, it's that, it was that way. See, our forefathers were out yonder doing God knows what, the Lord knows where, 
And, and they were so far away. And they were on the other side of that wall. And there was no way to get to this eternal, internal water. There was no way to get to it. There was a wall built. At, and, and, and there was only one way for it to, to get to us. It had to be reached over. She didn't know how to get it. But he reached over. Look in verse 26. Jesus saith unto her, I that speaketh unto thee am he. Oh, she said, she said, no, we heard about Messiah, which is called the Christ. He said, I, that's me. You've been looking for him, this is me. That's me. You realize this was, this was toward the first part of his ministry. This wasn't, I, I, I've got to read chronological Bible. I, I read it every so often. I, I read it every three or four years, something like that. I read through it. And, and I like to see how things is laid out chronologically. Now, he ain't right about everything, but, but you know what I'm saying. He's got the basics of that, especially in the Gospels area. This is toward the front, the first of his ministry. He actually goes to Samaria to these half-Jews. He said, I must needs go through. That was a reason Jesus went there. He wanted to do something. There's something he wanted to do here. And he wanted to be that, he wanted to be that, that fruitful bow by well. Whose branches reach over the wall. He said, He reached over the wall. He reached over the wall and said, Here's you some fruit. Here's you some fruit. You can have the water and you can have the fruit. Boy, the last time, last time our Gentile forefathers got a hold of some fruit, <laughs> wasn't a good deal, was it? No, Satan went around, tricked Eve, and said, Hey, he said that God said, yea, if God said you shall not eat of every tree. And here, what did she do? She took of the tree, gave to Adam. He took, he knew what he was doing. I mean, he went into it with his eyes open. But, but they messed up. And got us, that's what got us in this trouble, amen, was fruit. But now, but now there's good fruit. Jesus reaches over the wall and gives good fruit. Gives good fruit. See, Adam partook of fruit that lost access to eternal life, but Christ offers fruit that gives eternal life. Amen. Amen. Well, boy, hey, flip over. Let me let me show you something in the book of, of uh, Ephesians here. Let me show you what Jesus was doing right here in this particular passage. Ephesians chapter two. I love this passage. Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 11. Paul says, Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. So there's a wall. There's that wall. That racial wall, religious wall, that redemptive wall. But... That at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope without God in the world. I mean, we were without hope. There was no hope for us. That we were just old Gentile dogs. And there was no hope for us. But now, 
In Christ Jesus, that ye who were sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For He is our peace. That kind of goes back to that Shiloh thing over there. He is our peace who hath made both one and hath made both one. Think about that a minute. Both. That's Jew and Gentile are made one. How's that? In the church. When when he listen, hey, the first the first church, they was they was all Jew. You get up to about you, you well, but do you realize where the first place they went out of the church started and it was all Jewish? I mean, chapter one of Acts chapter two of Acts uh, go Pentecost is there and there's three thousand and then the uh, next time Peter preaches is five thousand and then there's probably ten thousand by chapter six. There when they chose the deacons, so they had seven deacons and 10,000 members. So that's about the way it ought to be, the ratio. Anyway, I'm just joking. Uh, I'm just joking. But, uh, but, then, but, then, uh, but then, then what's the next thing that happened? Chapter 7, old Stephen stood up and skint their hide. And he said, you stiff-necked. And uncircumcised in heart and ears, you do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did, so do ye. In other words, I heard somebody say it like this. In the Old Testament, that the Jews rejected God the Father. In the Gospels, that they rejected God the Son. But in chapter 7 of Acts, they rejected the Holy Ghost. He'd been offered to them that it was prophesied about, but they rejected what happened? Chapter 8. One of them deacons, one of them preaching deacons, goes down to Samaria and preaches the gospel. Guess what? Revival broke out. They're getting saved everywhere. Peter and John had to go down there and help him baptize. He couldn't get it all done by himself. And then you know what the Lord done? He said, hey, I got, since you went down there to them uh, special... Uh, people down there in Samaria, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick you up, take you off out yonder in the middle of the desert, and, and let you talk to one of these Jewish proselytes who's, who's from uh, Africa, and I'm going to let you talk to him and give him the gospel. And then he gets saved and baptized, and then goes right back down to where he come from. Uh, guess what happened in chapter 9? The apostle to the Gentiles gets saved. Then in chapter 10, Peter who had who took those keys the Lord had given him and unlocked the door at Pentecost to the Jew goes down there to Cornelius' house who was a full-blown 100% Gentile. And he goes in there and uh, the Lord, had to, he went kicking and screaming by the way because the Lord had showed him all this unclean. He showed him some hog, he showed him some hog jowls and he showed him some, some bacon and he showed him some fat back and he showed him a whole bunch of good stuff that we'd love. And, and he said, oh Lord, I'm not going to eat none of that. He said, hey, 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 whatever I make clean, it's clean. And he showed him, he gave him an object lesson and told him, said, hey, somebody's at the door and they're knocking right now. And he, he took off and took them down there. And uh, boy, there's some things in the numbers, the, the number of men that went down there. I ain't going to get into all that. Uh, but they went down there. <clears throat> they went down there and Peter preached the gospel to them. And he said, and the gospel, he said, and the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, those, and, the, and the gospel went to those Gentiles. Mm-hmm. 
And it started going back down to Samaria with them half Jews. A good, a good outline of the book of Acts, if you, ever, if you want to think about it this way, uh, I think it was Dehan came up with this. Said, he said, Jerusalem and all Judea, that's chapter 1 through 7. Samaria, chapter 8. Number 3, <laughs> chapter 9 through the rest of the book is the uttermost part of the earth. Amen. And that's the, way, that's, that's the way it was laid out. Why? Because he broke down that, the middle wall of partition. There was a great wall between us and the Jew. They were a separated people, a people that was different. And they, man, they didn't look like the rest of the world. They didn't act like the rest. They were so, so different than the rest of the world. Their, 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 their temple, their tabernacle, everything they done was different than the rest of the world. And they were separated from us. But Jesus reached down, having abolished, it said, for, for He is our peace who hath made both one, and hath broken down at the middle wall of partition between us. When that woman of Samaria <clears throat> said, Give me this water, that fruitful bough reached over the wall and broke down the wall. That middle wall of partition. And now we have access. Oh, it was, hey, it was rough there when that woman came to him, uh, that Syrophoenician woman, she came to him and she wanted her daughter healed. And uh, she said, uh, she said, uh, would you heal my daughter? Jesus said, I'm not sent to the, I'm not sent to the Gentiles. I'm sent to the lost tribes of Israel. She said, yeah, Lord, but even the dogs get the crumbs. She said, all us, all us Gentile dogs, we get the crumbs. They're just crumbs, but we, we can get some crumbs. And the Lord said, boy, I like, I like her faith. And he did, he, did what, he did what she asked. Think about this. That bread, I wish I had some bread this morning. I'd do it for you. I'd have to clean it up. But I, I preached this other morning at Brotherhood Breakfast, and there were some biscuits laying there. And I was preaching right here, and the table was right there and had a bunch of biscuits on it. So I reached over and grabbed me a couple of them biscuits. And I got talking about Jesus being the bread of life. He presented Himself to the nation of Israel. And He said, I am the bread of life. But you know what they done with Him? They, had, they, 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 they wanted Him to be broken. So I took them biscuits and just crumbled them up on the table. On the table. And a crumb every now and then would fall off. As you're breaking that bread up, a crumb would fall off. I break that bread up and broke that bread up and broke that bread up. I said when they when they put that crown of thorns on him, it was breaking him up. When they when they when they beat him, when they buffeted him, they was breaking him up. When when they done all these things, when when they when they scourged him, they was breaking him up. When they when they placed him under that cross and 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 headed him up that hill, they were breaking him up. And and and, and they nailed him to the cross. And I, I just kept. And when they pierced his side, and I mean, boy, just and then and all them crumbs on that table, and it's crumbs. Down here too. But I said, uh, them Gentile dogs are just getting crumbed. But you know what? I said, in chapter 9 of Acts, the Lord called a man named Saul. Everywhere he went, he changed his name to Paul, by the way. And everywhere he went, everywhere he went, he'd go to the Jew first. He'd go down there, he'd go down and find a synagogue somewhere. He had a burden for his brethren. The Lord called him to the Gentiles, but he still had a burden for his brethren. And he'd go places he, the Lord told him not to go because he had a burden for his brethren. And he'd go to them. And well, they already, it's a good place to start. They already had the Old Testament that Paul was preaching out of. When Paul said, 
1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4, when he said the gospel was how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, mm. that he was buried and rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, he wasn't talking about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He was talking about the Old Testament. And he would reason to them out of the Scriptures how, how, of how Christ died and all. He would take those Scriptures and... Wouldn't you like to have heard that? Wouldn't you like to have heard that? <clears throat> but he'd go down there to the synagogue and he'd preach to them and most of the time they rejected him and he just... He left and he'd go out. A few of them would get saved. He'd go out and them Gentiles would hear him gladly. Everywhere he went. Chapter 28, he said, I'm just going to the Gentiles. You get the book of Acts, chapter 20, I'm just going to the Gentile. Do you know what he done? He walked over to that table, all that bread. Them Jews, they said, we don't want the bread. They turned their back on the bread. They, we don't want the bread. So Paul just goes over there and says, okay, if you don't want the bread, just let all them dogs have the bread. Just let them old <laughs> Hallelujah. Just let all them Gentile dogs have all they want. They can just get the bread of life. Just They can have all they want of it. That's what the Lord Jesus did for us when He broke down that middle wall of partition. He said, it, he said whosoever will, let him come. Boy, when you get to the end of the book, when He says, whosoever will, let him come take the water of life freely. He don't say anything about it being a Jewish gospel. He don't say anything about it being a Gentile gospel. He just says, whosoever will, let him come. Whosoever will. He said, the Spirit and the Bride say come. Amen. That's us. The Spirit of God and us are the ones supposed to be. We got a, we got a job. Now, I know there's a crowd. There's a crowd. They, some of them even Baptists. They shouldn't be Baptists, but they are. That, that They say, just let the Holy Ghost do it all. He's going to go save them, and He's going to pick them out and save them, and He's going to do all that. and and then, and then there's another crowd that they're doing all the work. They ain't listening to God. They just, hey, you want to be saved? Repeat this prayer and everything's okay and blah, blah, blah. Might as well be Catholic and go and sprinkle a holy. I might as well be. you got two extremes. But if you'll balance it out with the Word of God. Jesus said, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me. He said, you're going to be a witness. You've got to wait for the Spirit of God. And when we witness, we need to listen to... We was on visitation yesterday. And we was back down off just the other side of uh, Long Mountain there. We was we trying to visit everything within 10... Every house within 10 miles of the church there we're trying to visit. We've been doing it for years now trying to... And and it was amazing how the, how the Spirit would lead us, some people just to sail us something a little extra. And to go a little further with them. But some of them, it was like, okay, that's enough. It's, it's amazing how, how the Lord... But, but if you'll listen to God. And, 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 and just... I, I noticed Brother Matt yesterday. Matt Stevens was with me. And he kept... He just kept... This one fellow, he just kept... Matt just kept on. He just kept on. And I could feel that, that he, was, he, was, he was getting something from the Lord. He just wanted to say a little more, a little bit more, a little bit more... And for as old, we prayed with the fellow. Now, we didn't lead him in no prayer, and, and, and I don't know. He, he, he was hoping, he was hoping he's going to get to heaven one day. Hoping. The man said, no, 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 no. He said, he said, he said that ain't the way it works. He said, he said we, you can know. You can know. You can know. 
And we pray with you. He's in a lot of bad health. But, but uh, hey, you don't never know what God's going to do. You never know. The Spirit, the Spirit has to be working. And you've got to do your part. you got to do your... We can't leave it all up to Him. He, he told us. Jesus told us to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. But then He told us that the, the Spirit would come and the Spirit would guide us into all truth and lead us. Amen. But there's a world out there of whosoever's. There's no more wall there. There's no more wall there. Now the Jew would like to keep that wall up. They would like to keep that wall up. Because they still want to be God's special. Especially the, the ones who are actually a relig- religious Jews. But boy, there's no wall there. There's no wall there. The Lord tore down that wall. Amen. Well, let's, uh, let's come with some song of invitation. If I don't know anybody's... Uh, I don't know anybody's heart. They might be somebody here. Don't know the Lord. And I can, I can tell you on the authority of God's Word that whosoever will can come. You're a whosoever. I promise you. If you're breathing, put your hand on your stomach. Can you feel that thing going up and down and you're breathing? If not, just check your pulse. See if it's still a-going. If both of them still a-working, you're a whosoever. You are a whosoever. Whosoever will, let him come and take the water of life freely. Let's stand our feet. Let's stand our feet. Go ahead and play when you want to, sister. Tell what we're going to do. We're just, let's bow our heads. Let's just bow our heads while sister plays. There might be somebody here that needs to come. And we're going to give you that time. You can just slip out.